0: Hi, and welcome to the Breadwinner Podcast. I'm Niels Brian Lowe, and each episode, I talk to a guest about how they're maximizing value from investments in technology like Salesforce and NetSuite. Yep, yep, I know, a podcast about CRM and accounting software integration sounds dreadful. But Breadwinner is out talking to customers, to partners, and to technical folks every day about this stuff. Breadwinner are constantly amazed by the business value that's being unleashed in this space. So, we've recorded some of those conversations to share here. Full disclosure this podcast is brought to you by Breadwinner, who provide products that integrate Salesforce with ERP platforms, accounting systems, and payment providers. But the purpose of this podcast isn't to sell products. If you'd like to know more, head over to breadwinner.com. Otherwise, do just join us for today's conversation. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Nina Vector, finance manager at Mamily. Nina's had extensive experience in the finance and RevOps side of a number of businesses. Welcome to the podcast. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi Niels, and happy for the possibility to join your podcast. Something about me, I'm Nina, I'm 29 years old and I'm living close to Nuremberg in Germany. And during the last years, I gained a lot of experience in the finance and controlling area. So I also gained a lot of experience in ERP um, implementation and yeah, what it's necessary to build up and well being a well-being ERP system in the finance department.
0: You reference that experience. What do you see as the biggest challenges when companies try to uh, implement ERP and then subsequently align their accounting systems, their processes, and people with those counterparts in in sales operations? Sounds like you've had an enormous amount of experience.
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, there, um, I, I would say it's three main problems I see. The main problem is the resistance to change. So you want to implement something new, and some employees, yeah, don't don't like the idea of working with it, and you have to do a lot of change management stuff, training, and it's lost costs a lot of time and also costs. The second thing is integration challenges. So we already have worked with some other tools and softwares and you have to try to connect them with those ERP system. And it's not always easy as it sounds. And the last step is the customization and flexibility. In an ideal world, I would say a ERP system should make your life much more easier, but in reality, it's not that often. So you have to do a lot of customization and yeah, flexibility options so that it fits into your organisation.
0: I mean, cl- clearly, Bre- Breadwinner's expertise is in building those integrations to then help the change management and help the help the data flow and help processes be invoked from uh, from either side. Um, what sort of things have you seen that work well? You know, what does good look like from your experience? You know, when you when you're examining this from the finance side of the world, uh, what's the optimal way of bringing together those CRM, customer edge, sales uh, side technologies with the accounting and ERP uh, side technologies? What, what, what does good look like in that space?
1: Um, yeah, it's good that you have all in one space when it's perfectly setting up. So you have your your budgeting numbers, your, your completely finance numbers, and you know you can rely on them. Yeah, So everybody in the company is on the same information level. You don't have to do any additional manual work and you don't have I don't know, four different kind of information. You just have one one IP system and you could you know, okay, those datas, those are my datas, yeah, and they are correct. And for that, of course, it needs it needs some time, it needs some customization and a lot of yeah, setup implementation time. But in a perfect world it's it's amazing to work with an ERP system, yeah.
0: One of the fears that, that uh, uh, we see and I've seen in, in my career, looking at it from the finance side, is you know, typically finance folks and ERP folks are very nervous about the data flow coming from sales folks and sales operations, because you know the drivers for that sales side are quite often quite different from the, the rigors and structures and regulatory and compliance needs on the, on the finance side. That's always a risk that people talk to us about. But what are the common pitfalls that you've seen? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into any individual companies, but you know, well, what, what does bad look like? What what happens when it all goes uh, wrong or doesn't work well?
1: In the past, I can refer to some special cases, maybe. So, in e-commerce business, it's common that you work with different marketplaces. So, for example, Shopify, Amazon, and the main problem was always. Amazon, so we had a lot of Amazon orders which we could not connect to ERP system and suddenly we realized oh my god the financial data are not correct, how should we handle this? Yeah. It's always it was always really exciting every month to rechallenge the numbers again. And yeah, from time to time, okay, we we, we got some solutions, okay, we get some integration to connect Amazon properly to the ERP system, but that was really challenging.
0: I mean that that's fascinating. So you you were flying blind yeah. on the ERP side, yeah. not able to see a a, a a big flow of orders coming in from a from a key channel.
1: Yes, it was a problem.
0: And the solution to that was what integration processes or flowing that data into to, to another system that could accept it. How, how do you how do you go about tackling a problem like that? That that sounds like a real problem.
1: On the first, we decided to do some yeah manual work. I would say so we had to adjust those lag with some CSV upload files into the system. And after a few weeks and months, we decided to go on with some integration tool to get those Amazon orders directly into our ELP system. And that's that's how we solved
0: the problem at least. Excellent. I mean, it it, it does sound like a a challenging one. (laughs)
1: It sounds easy now, yeah, okay. When you're talking about it, but uh, when you're during in this, when you when you're weary really in this process and you, you know, oh my God, my figures are not correct, and how how should I solve the problem in I don't know two days? It's uh, yeah, it's a hard work.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, certainly, an observation I have is that you know all, all of these problems sound really easy at a high yeah, level. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've got some data over here, and I've got a system here. I just need to move the data from here to here. I mean, that that that's that probably typifies the, uh, the the challenge here is that. Intellectually, at a high level, it's very straightforward. The devil is in the detail, and the detail really matters on the finance side. I mean, you know, there are regulatory and compliance reasons why yep. finance data has to be absolutely correct. That's right. Um, so it, that, <laughs> that that that's certainly a trend we see. You talking talk of trends we see? I mean, one of the one of the big trends that Breadwinner is seeing in the market at the moment, in large part because of the, the the economic situation in the world, is that there just isn't the same amount of investment capital around. there isn't the same amount of of money to spend on on new technology more people more more things so the trend we're seeing is that the companies we talk to are constantly now trying to extract the maximum value from the investments they've already made you know they, they've spent money on big money on erP systems they've spent big money on on uh c r m and customer edge or you know things that engage customers. And there isn't just a pile of new money coming around to, to buy more of this stuff. So what we see is companies trying to extract maximum value from the things they already spent cash on. Is that is that a trend you see? Is that is that what your clients and, uh, are experiencing at the moment?
1: I would say yes, I agree. I think most companies in these times more aware of what they really implemented and how they can use the maximum of it. And as you said, okay, because of the actual situation, economic situation, it's always necessary to put an eye on the cost side. So by, by spending time and money on implementing some other tools, if we already have some tool, which we might, yeah, reorganize or put some extra time on it, and then we can use the very, really maximum out of it.
0: You've been doing this for a number of years, and you've, you've done it with, with a number of different companies in different, in different spaces. You know, if you, were, if you were talking to somebody coming up in their career and engaging for the first time in th- this space, what, what advice would you give them? You know, what, what, would you, what would you tell our listeners about how to avoid the big challenges of setting up an ERP system and getting that ERP system to talk to all the other technologies that it needs to talk to? What, what, what would be your, your advice?
1: Always talk about problems, even if they're not, even if they're very, very small. Just speak it out loud because once you ignore it, it becomes very, very big. So it makes sense to, yeah, speak about those little problems you're facing with in the in a really early stage of implementation. Even if you say, okay, from this time, maybe that's that's not a big deal. It will be at some point. It will be a really big deal, and it's important to really face with those little problems in a during yeah really early stage, so that you can reduce the manual work effort. As my second advice is always take it slow. Yeah, I know it's really stressful, and you're struggling with a lot of questions in your head. If you if you have the feeling you can't go any further, just take a step back and maybe try to see the problem from another perspective. It helps me a lot to write it, for example, down on a sheet of paper and then you see, okay, the problem is not that big at at least, yeah.
0: That's wonderful advice. You know, to raise those problems early and stop and stop and think about them. Have you have you seen any good examples of at a sort of corporate level how to do that or ceremonies or or ways of trying to surface the problem? Or do you feel that's just the responsibility of individuals to spot problems whenever they, they see them? Have you seen any good examples of, I don't know, retrospectives or or a process that organizations have managed to embed to try and look for those problems?
1: I have a good example. Maybe again the e-commerce sector. Yeah, I already mentioned they work with different uh, marketplaces. So, for example, you have an e-commerce company and who is working with Shopify and Amazon, and you have maybe a really small amount turnover with Amazon marketplaces, and you have the problem again with the integration to the ERP system. A lot of people would say, "Okay, that doesn't matter at all. Just." Let's let's upload them manually. No problem, but I think that's the big mistake because this company won't ideally won't last at this um, small employee level. Yeah, it will grow maybe, and then you will we will be faced with a lot of more problems with the Amazon turnover. Yeah, and it would be a really really good thing yeah to say okay, it is a really small problem now. But we are aware of it that our company will grow and we should really handle those Amazon turnover and should think about how we can get them directly in the ERP system instead of doing that manual work.
0: Well, Nina, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today, and I just I'm, I'm fascinated by a number of the things you said. Really, really interested in this notion of uh, tackling problems head on as soon as you, you as soon as you see them. That that's probably true for uh, uh, for a range of different uh, uh, walks of life. But uh, uh, when you're trying to control a financing system <laughs> and an ERP, I think that probably uh, makes more sense than any other uh, domain of life. Huge thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast today, and uh, best of luck in uh, in your business endeavors going forwards.
1: Thank you so much, Nils. It was a pleasure. And I hope he will hear us again.
0: Thanks, Nina. And to all our listeners, uh, do join us for the next episode here on the Breadwinner podcast.